Like if your gut's inflamed and you have inflammation all over your body and you, you got, you know, your mind is cloudy, it's gonna be a lot easier for, for somebody to draw you into their reality stream. And uh, I've had a lot of experience with people that are like super high on psychedelics to the point that they're like in fractal universe. They'll like feel me walk up and they'll like look and I'll like be me. Like wow. everything is freaking fractal out, like everything's disintegrated. Yeah. And I'll like come out of this cloud and be like, are you all right? And they're like, wow. Are you a human? Welcome back, beautiful souls. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Light Legacy with me, Rohini Elise. You are in for a treat today. Uh, wow, wow, wow. We have our first guest, Anthony West, coming on the podcast. This is a beautiful conversation. I learned so much. We go so fucking deep into the layers of existence and this reality and light and dark good and bad is karma real um where is spirit <laughs> there is so much juice and life and reality expanding um thoughts in this conversation in this podcast anthony is a very special being as you will come to learn i lovingly refer to him as my magi he is completely magical, completely mystical, and just being in his presence, being in his energy invites me to be better and invites me to know myself deeper. So I'm so grateful to have him on the podcast. You guys will really enjoy this episode. Oh my gosh, let's dive into it. If you enjoyed this episode with Anthony, make sure to leave Light Legacy a review on Spotify and iTunes and send it to a friend. Um, send it to someone that you would love to see expand and soften further into their own unique truth and the divinity that is present within them. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Come welcome Anthony to the pod, my new podcast, Light Legacy. Um, I was brainstorming people that I wanted to come on and you are like top of the list. And I'm talking to Jatem too tomorrow and just I like I don't know who that is. What? Ah, oh, she does the Akashic record readings. Oh, um, nice. She's in FFS too. And yeah. Oh man. So much juice. I just want to like flood the listeners with as much magic and reality expanding people that I can. Um, and you've definitely been one of those yeah. people for me. So thank you. <laughs> um, I have so many questions about you and your life. Cause I haven't really heard much. I just met you like as you are now, um, which is pretty fucking spectacular. So like, were you always someone that was connected to these earthly realms and the, the spheres and realities of magic? Or did this kind of like open up slowly, quickly? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think you, I mean, everybody's connected to it. It's like an eight, it's existence itself. Mm. Uh, but what I've been, what I've been coming to, like, I, I, I'm on the, I'm not super deep into it, obviously, but I'm on the Asperger spectrum. Um, and so I deal with a lot of like weird shit that goes with that, you know, just like basic day-to-day -day stuff is fairly difficult for me to like oh, wow. catch up to, you know, it's like, I have to, you know, carry a toothbrush around with me and my like satchel. Cause I forget to brush my teeth in the morning kind of stuff. Like a little oh, wow. basic like that is like difficult for me to like ground into. Hmm. Um, so I've been like that forever. Uh, and then like my parents split up when I was a little kid and like all this stuff. So then like having just like the trauma of that and like also like not really fitting in in the world and like not really, you know, because I'm 33. So, you know, when I was like a little kid and going to school and stuff, it's like I have a hard time like connecting with people and like these things. And so it wasn't really understood, I guess, you know, now it's like way more understood. Yeah. Yeah. So I've kind of just been existing in this other realm. Um, and then because of that, like I had to, you know, go to, uh, like did a lot of therapy as a kid trying to figure out what's going on. And, uh, I think just that, that energy was really pushing me towards like being creative and doing art because 
it's something that like can soothe me and like those monotonous tasks of like, you know, sculpting or beading or like little tiny things, like really where I can focus my energy. That's why like tattooing is so good for me. Yeah. Um, because it's such a hyper-focused like center of attention thing. And I can literally like block everything else out. And so it allows me to like have a clear mind and, you know, like in a controlled environment, it's even like, you know, the monotonous sound of the machine, like all of the aspects coming together to like have that rhythmic, that rhythmic thing that just envelops you, mm, um, wow. really allows me to like be present and focused. Yeah. Um, otherwise, like it's like pure chaos for me. It's like really hard to, to focus and like stay grounded. Um, yeah. And I, I peer grounded a lot on the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely. But I think that's me. that's also I think that's like an adaptation, um, because I am also like such a big person and like I'm such like a big presence. Mm-hmm. Um, that I learned early on that like, kind of acting out the, the chaotic, things that enter my nervous system, are not really, not really accepted by people because it's a little scary, you know. Yeah, like if I was yeah. like, kind of like being like wild. So now it's like now I'm like very like. And like, I just like have my thoughts and like feel my nervous system, my thoughts, but I'm like very like Zen about it. Mm, you're centered. Um, you appear to be, oops. You yeah. Appear to be and I, I am centered. Like, I mean, that, that's stuff that I learned throughout, like doing therapies and different things that my mom was like working on trying to figure out, like, how do I like interact with my child and how do I help him? Mm. And so she was like teaching me to meditate really young. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. She like That's did amazing. meditation, like where she was like, you're a tree. And like, we would sit and like, when I was like, my nervous system was overwhelmed. She would like teach me to like ground into the earth and like grow my roots and like, Oh my God. Calm down. And so that, that helped me a lot. I think that's like where that adaptation started form. I don't sit there and imagine I'm a tree, but <laughs> I've got the connection established now to where I can like sit still and like run, let the energy like dissipate, you know, mm-hmm. otherwise it's like chaos for me. Um, wow. Yeah. And I've, I've had conversations with PJ about it because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they're, they're dealing with it too. And yeah. Um, yeah. And so like, yeah, learning to run the energy. Cause that's what it feels like to me. It's like a I, um, yeah. It's like sounds like things create more energy in the nervous system. It feels like it's like somebody can drop something and it's like, it sounds like a bomb going off kind of Wow. And your whole body like, just, yeah, it's like, like, mm. like, it's like, whoa. And it's like that just, they were just dropping a pin on the floor, you know? Wow. So it's like, yeah, it can be very, very overwhelming. And so, yeah, learning how to ground out and ground that energy. Do you feel like that's the same kind of experience of life that allows you to, cause so hypersensitive, but allows you to also be sensitive to a lot more <laughs> that maybe some people aren't. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really what it is is like there's so much more to experience around us mm-hmm. at all times. And I think in the modern world we're kind of like taught to like shut off. Mm-hmm. And then there's some of us that can't. Yeah. Like there's some of us that's so no off switch. Shut off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so you know like when I when I'm out in the world like up until I was you know, in my, my early adulthood, I like had a really hard time. Like, especially like, as I started getting older, Mm -hmm. you know, it starts like where you're having to make connections, like you're having to like be out in the world more by yourself. Um, it started to get harder and harder. So like in my high school years, like I literally like would just get notes to get out of class to go to the art room. Like I couldn't function really. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I was like out of high school and I started like taking psychedelics that it started to do things where I was like, wait a second, like I can actually function in this realm. Uh. And like, I almost switched them. If that makes any sense to where like I can exist in that realm and enter into like this other realm that everybody else is in Mm -hmm. and learn to navigate and compartmentalize and like navigate it in a way that I can put things in order because for me, when I'm, when I'm in like crowds, like with FFS or whatever, I can see the like micro expressions on people's faces and like feel them. And like, there's so much more information coming in for me. Mm. So to, 
to start to learn how to run that energy and how to how to see the world and how to compartmentalize it and build maps. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'm so into the sigil thing because it's like building sigils, like figuring out like, oh, how these people are interacting and like you can see the clicks forming and the thing and like I'm visualizing in not necessarily in like, you know, in my imagination is in the form of visual information, but like an emotional visualization mm. of like what's happening. Wow. So, yeah. wow. Okay. So your vigils, um, or sigils, sorry, sigil. <laughs> I'm like vigil and sigil kind of similar, um, in some ways, but the one that you gave me at the Sedona summit was just like, I'd never seen anything like it before. And it, it's so powerful. Like I can feel the energy radiating off of it. And this is kind of, it's a map to you that you see and kind of create into this art piece. That's also an energy transmitter and, and conduit. And yeah, I mean, I think what it really, what it really comes down to is like what I've been, what I've realized over the years is that, I mean, this is where the magic comes in really. So let me start with like, just going from kind of the beginning. So mm-hmm. when, when I was, you know, in high school figuring out like, oh, wow, this, this real world shit is going to be pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. I get easily overwhelmed. Like I get really tired. Um, if I don't have my space, if I can't like have my protective like temples, like I build them yeah. all over, like I've got like my tattoo shop downtown and it's like magically protected kind of vibe. And like mm-hmm. everywhere I go, it's like I enter into this other world. Uh, and that's what I've had to do to be able to function. But if I'm out and I'm always in the other, uh, this other like normie world kind of mm-hmm. vibe where I'm not in like, be able to create my environment. Mm-hmm. I use, I have to run a lot of energy to stay grounded. Like I have to like put energy into it. And mm-hmm. so it exhausts me. So as I like realized that I was like, what is going on? Like, why am I so tired? Like, why do I feel so unhealthy? And so that's when I started to really dig deeper into like my physicality, uh, got like personal trainer's license, like going mm-hmm. to the gym all the time, figuring out that aspect. And then that led me into like through that. And then the therapy that I'd done as a child. And I started to really notice my mentality and how my mind works. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in the gym, you're like working out, you feel the resistance. Like I started to just feel like, yeah. how it's like sometimes there's like inner resistance that you've got to push through mm, tracking so I started it. to recognize like the outer world pushing back in mm-hmm. like the structure pushing in and then yeah. that's what I started to realize I was like oh I'm tired because I'm having to push out uh-huh. to like keep all the projections at bay mm-hmm. where like it's interacting every, with your yeah, field people just you know, I think we've talked about this, but mm-hmm. when people are talking, they go, right. Or, or, you know, things like that. Those are all like these, these mm. people's mind net and their reality. And they're trying to validate it. Wow. And so all around us is we're just like inundated with these realities that people spin up and then they want to give them power. And the more people they can get to buy in, mm. the more powerful their reality becomes and the more validated they feel. Yeah. So oh, that's if you're like constantly going around being like, ah, oh, fuck, like keep it, like hold it up. Yeah. yeah. It's exhausting. So, so I started energy. to explore more into things like hypnosis, neuro-linguistic programming. And then that was like leading into like Jungian psychology. Mm-hmm. And that moved even more deeper through some courses I took uh, just like at a junior college on um, anthropology. So I took a class on magic witchcraft and religion and so I started to see like that map and started to move into like what like animism and like ancient forms of connection with the divine Mm -hmm. so that's essentially like that's I mean that's what Jungian psychology is is like this this symbolic map and the symbols are so much older and that's like the basis of animism is from the symbols right so I started digging through that and and at first it was like it was from a very wounded place Mm. uh yeah so it was like very at first I was kind of learning to manipulate my outer environment and manipulate people to protect my own bubble Mm -hmm. 
And obviously after a while I realized like that's not gonna work. So I started to just change my relationship to it and started to realize like, you know, the rule of three and the rule of seven, like whatever you do is gonna come back on you. You know, so if you're manipulating, you're gonna be manipulated, you're gonna feel manipulated at least. And so it drives you insane. And that's like, that's what happens when people are doing magic to have power over mm-hmm. versus to empower. Me and Aubrey talk about this a lot. Yeah. Like if you're if you're doing magic and you're learning about magic and you're expressing that into the world with the with the desire to have power over and manipulate people to extract their energy and to it's the same thing what we were talking about earlier like where people are unconsciously trying to draw you into their reality yeah so that they can empower that reality there's some people that do that consciously yeah at a bigger scale and so that yeah so that is that power over magic that disempowerment magic where they're trying to take something and so what ends up happening is those people drive themselves insane. Yeah. It's not sustainable. You, know, you look at like what, what happened to Alistair Crowley. Like that's what he was fascinated with. It was like power over. And so he literally went insane because you start to see attack all around you. Like people, you think people are trying to manipulate you and you're like trying to figure out magic and spells and yeah. all this shit and like try and combat something that's not one up them always yeah, because you created this scenario where like, no matter what you do, it's going to be extrapolated out and come back on you. Mm. you know tenfold it's going to feel like crushing weight so as you start putting more energy into that manipulation to try and protect yourself it just gets bigger and bigger until it destroys you yeah not sustainable yeah any external only sustainable for a little bit the same thing you know the same thing on the flip side it's like if you're working in the magical realm to empower then that extrapolates out Mm -hmm. and it comes back and you're more empowered yeah. And being empowered and having power are like two, you know, they're two different things. It's energy, but feeling empowered isn't, re- isn't reliant on other people, mm-hmm. you know, whereas power is, you need other people to reflect that you are in control of their experience for you to feel powerful. And it's so finite versus feeling empowered is, is infinite. That frequency yeah. is forever. Yeah. So as I started to learn more about that and realize like, whoa, I need to like, you know, I mean, I never did anything super fucked up. It's just literally a matter of like, you know, just using words and, and attitudes to like keep people away mm. um, that didn't feel good to be around. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I started learning that and just through, you know, through my studies and through practice and through meditation and through all of these different, uh, I just call them connections to the divine rather than religion because I mean, it's so, so much, you know, there's so much nuance to it. But through all these different modalities to establish connection with the divine, you start to kind of see a map mm-hmm. of how what's actually really going on below the surface. Yeah, there's a pattern. And, and <laughs> yeah. And so then through learning that and through my art and through my understanding of consciousness and subconscious mind and symbolism and the way I see nature and see people and see the way everybody interacts, you start to see the patterns. Mm. You start to see that like nature itself is a, is a cycle is a is a circle symbolically mm-hmm. but there's hierarchies within it and so it's like a concentric hierarchical model just like the just like the solar system right at the center mm-hmm. is the sun and every planet is like in a concentric hierarchy out from it mm-hmm. and so imagine like applying that to like your interactions with people yeah <laughs> and, and so that's it's the same thing the like natural cycles are all concentric hierarchies and your your brain goes to this pretty quickly in like a scenario you kind of see the pattern in the map uh i think that through practice it becomes clearer i think everybody can see it mm-hmm. it's not something you see with your eyes really it's 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 something you mm. you create or you are able to tap into within your nervous system yeah, feel it. And if, you, and if you tap into it, then you can start to see it with your eyes. Mm. You know, you can start to see when you're in a group of people how they orbit and like how they interact with each other, and like yeah. there's patterns happening all, all the time. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So then when you start to understand that, it's like okay, cool. Well, now we can see this. We can navigate the world mm. and really like be able to navigate in a, in a conscious way. And then going back to like now, how do I take that? and apply it to my thoughts how do I take that apply it to my emotions 
-hmm. And then how do I turn that into something that's visually able to convey that? And so that's where like the the sigil art comes from because it's using ancient symbols that are cross-cultural to, to be space holders within the different compartments. And then they're in the, the circles and the cycles and the concentric hierarchical models, mm. you know, with gates and doors yeah. to act to bridge the gaps like bridges. And so when you, whether you're, whether you're aware of it or not, like when meditating on those and sitting in their presence, like the, the energy is universal. And so, mm. so it's so powerful. You know, you don't need to necessarily understand what it's saying, but you can feel it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, like that, that, I think that one I gave you, is that the exalted feminine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's the, that whole thing is like this high level acceptance and empowerment of the feminine. It's like the ultimate empowerment where it's like untouchable. <laughs> and it's and so feel, like, huh? It's perfect that you gave me that one. Of course you were very intuitive, but that that phrase exalted feminine, exalted feminine has come again and again in the last year of like, that's your mission. That's your mission. That's your mission is to like help bring this feminine consciousness back to a place, you know, place on the, and it's rightful majesty along with the rest of. <laughs> yeah. To, to realize yeah. that it's, it is the, it is the bridge, mm, you know, we're talking about bridges, like the bridge from, yeah. I mean, that's really when you get into that, if we want to go down that road, it's like, yeah, I say bridge because we're talking like, 2d 3d reality but in all you know in all reality it's a portal Mm -hmm. um and so you're you exist in like women are literally a portal from spirit realm the physical realm and so that is like that's what that sigil is all about is like realizing like hey like you're the you you guys are the only way that spirit can manifest into a conscious physical being (laughs) yeah no big deal (laughs) yeah exactly that's what i'm saying like that's exalted as fuck. Yeah. Like that is like the highest level. Like what literally what what I mean, there's nothing else that can do that. No. It's so amazing. What a beautiful thing to represent in your art and to share it. It's so yeah. powerful. Yeah. So when you're when you're looking at it and you're and you're feeling into it, you can start to like apply that to the world. Like, you know, you can see that and be like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna build my environment or my business based on this map Mm. and these maps of of reality you know and and if you you like you apply that to social circles and you can see like how if you have the keys and you have the knowledge and your nervous system is attuned Mm. you can move onwards into the the deeper levels of the concentric hierarchies of culture yeah, key word or key phrase, your nervous system being tuned, attuned. Your nervous system has to be tuned. That's the only yeah. way to do it. Yeah. 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 Oh man, that's so powerful. And I thought it was interesting what you said about being having difficulty not being in an environment that is your temple and that you've created and like you've done the protections. You feel safe. There's like just your temple. It's the best way to describe it. And I love hearing that. That feels like such a just validation for me and, and uh, permission slip. It's like, as I've be, become more sensitive, more aware, deeper in my own um, remembering, <laughs> I am having that experience. Like I just got back from Mount Shasta where I was, I deleted Instagram, phone was off. I was not talking to anyone. I was in nature. Oh, you should come and see us. We're literally like three hours from there. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, no. Crazy. Dang, well, I'll be back. I'll definitely be back and I'll come see you guys. That'd be amazing. Um, but feeling that and feeling the peace connection, like I was so grounded. I was so tapped in. I was so productive, but in like a really flowy, beautiful, you know, I, I wrote so much. I read so much. I was moving. I was, all of it was just beautiful. And I'm like, God, I feel fucking amazing. Like I feel just be, like perfect, <laughs> like high, happy, just at peace with all that is. And then I come back to Austin and I'm like, there's this like cloud that I feel now. That's just kind of like, Ooh, it's here. And I'm, I feel that I'm working twice as hard to get to that place. Um, and it's just yeah. becoming more and more apparent. And I'm just feeling like, okay, like I really need to be, I need to focus 
the next year or so, like I want to be in land. I want to be in this temple that is of the earth. And then when I choose to come out, it's full of like presence and intention and I can show up fully to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. Um, just yeah. Building that space, but building it and you got to build it in yourself first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like what we, what we saying, like, you know, even in the midst of chaos or in, in the midst of pressure or whatever, um, I try to keep grounded and try to be able to with, with, without putting effort or like pushing with my nervous system to just create that like boundary of like love, I guess. What does that look like for you? Is there a certain like process or just, um, I mean, it's not really a conscious, it's not really something that is like a, can be spoken maybe. Mm. Um, it's more of the feeling, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I mean, I mean, you, we've, we've been in that, those spaces together in FFS. It's like, you know, you, you know, like reflect back to me what it feels like to be around me. Mm -hmm. Like when you enter into my space, like I try to cultivate, you know, the energy of just like calm, not even the word that starts to come to mind is like protection, but it's not even protection because it's it, it, in my, in my nervous system, I'm trying to create the space where you don't even need to feel like you would need protection. Mm, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which I yeah. definitely, I definitely felt that. And it does feel there's just a very deep safety in, from what I feel from you is like in all realms, like not just here, but, but everywhere there's a safety that, that you um, embody, I feel like which is really powerful considering the like journey you've, you know, gone on with your nervous system. And yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's where it comes from is, is a necessity. Um, but then, I mean, yeah, by having to do that and having the necessity to do it, I'm seeing as I get older, I'm experiencing more life, those things become more stable and then they're able to emanate outwards mm, without any effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Integrated and stable. And like, they start to emanate out and they could be shared in a different way. You know, it's like that, that, that stability that you, you start to build eman emanates out through like different dimensions, even yeah. like when I first started to notice, you know, what you're saying about like, Oh, it, it, you can feel that it's kind of like on all these different realms. Mm -hmm. I, I was, you know, live painting and, and traveling and doing like festival art for a long time. And uh, I've had a lot of experiences with people that are like super high on psychedelics to the point that they're like in fractal universe. Yeah. And I've had the reflection that like, they'll like feel me walk up and they'll like look and I'll like be me. Like wow. everything is freaking fractal out. Like everything's disintegrated. Yeah. And I'll like come <laughs> out of this cloud and be like, are you all right? And they're like, what? wow. How are you a human? That is so you know? cool. <laughs> yeah. One of my best friends, like that's how we became best friends. Cause he, he, he has done a lot of like psychedelic journeys on high doses and he enjoys it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't, but he can handle it. Mm -hmm. But he was fascinated that like, he could literally be like sitting like in fractal world and like sitting, having a conversation with me. And I'd be like normal in the fractals with him. And he'd be like, nobody else. He couldn't really see anybody. <sighs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, it, I think it's a nervous system thing. Like I'm saying, like tuning the nervous system. Mm -hmm. And do you, in that scenario, like, do you feel, did you feel where he was and you kind of like attuned yourself to his frequency or it's just like, you're so you that it's, you're, you're everywhere. <laughs> I don't know yeah, if it's not sense. attuning. It's not, it's really not attuning to anybody else's frequency. It's just being mm -hmm. not, so not deeply. like what we were talking about at the very beginning like people projecting their reality onto you. Mm. Oh, right. wow. Like if you're attuning to somebody else's reality all the time, your energy field is just going to be chaos. If you're walking in a crowd and you're constantly trying to like tune in with everybody, it's just going to yeah. be scattered. Yeah. But if you can build that, you know, Don, uh, in the uh, Carlos Castaneda's books, Don Juan talks about the golden egg. Mm. And if you like your golden light body, like if you're stable in that and solid, then you're not going to be like bouncing around and getting yeah. chaotic, you know? So is that something that you would recommend for someone listening who feels this kind of scattered, chaotic energy tuning into everyone? Um, like what practices would you recommend or resources? 
to kind of work on building that. Yeah, I think I think one major thing that comes to mind is is uh, nutrition. Really, mm. I mean, honestly, because I feel personally like a lot of things fall in line when you can get that dialed. Because mm. uh, I think a lot of a lot of foods in our current world kind of attack the nervous system in ways that we're not really aware of. Yeah, and so it makes it really difficult to keep your energy level like, you know, spiritual energy level high. Cause that's the nervous system is the thing that's storing it and moving it. So mm-hmm. if it's, if it's damaged or under attack or, you know, you're inflamed trying to fight something out or hold off some disease, then you're not able to have the energy to like fight off the, the thought wow. mind viruses, you know? Yeah. Oh, what like an interesting a, thing to think if about. If you're in a, yeah, if you're in a cloud of, of nutritional deficit or, um, like if your gut's inflamed and you have inflammation all over your body and you, you got, you know, your mind is cloudy, it's going to be a lot easier for, for somebody to draw you into their reality stream. Mm. Oh, I love how you said that. <laughs> draw you into their reality stream. It's just, yeah. per- it's just such a visual, perfect visual of what it feels like kind of that's okay. Yeah. So- it's that, that, you know, those moments of, of questioning and self-doubt and, Obviously, you know, it's good to self-reflect, but there is a delicate balance between, you know, taking on doubt and self-reflecting. And and it's like a powerful, powerful thing. And so maybe that's another one, like diet, and then also paying attention to, to the emotional feeling and, and what it feels like when you're interacting with people and they're implanting like ideas that start to make you doubt your own magic your own divinity Mm. you know because because self-reflection like initiating self-reflection is an act of empowerment Mm -hmm. so that would all you know if it's truly it's truly an act of service to somebody that is meant to empower them the way that you communicate it will not cause doubt to form Mm -hmm. yeah but if you do it in a way that is meant to cause doubt it it'll you can feel it your nervous system will know but most people are taught to ignore that and be polite or ignore that and you know it's like the entire cultural thing is like kind of built around that so in a scenario when you are around people that you feel you feel their doubt um flood into your being is that like how would you um, approach that situation like in highest if, if somebody else around me was feeling doubt no if they were kind of reflecting their own doubts onto you in their language and communication and just kind of um, I mean that's where I'm currently you know I'm currently at this phase in my life where I've just recently started to really solidify and integrate the ability to to emanate out my, my own field strong enough that like, I don't get affected mm-hmm. and then to communicate. So, uh, I was talking to Aubrey about the alchemical phases, uh, and what we were talking about was like lead to gold, but then I was talking about a lost phase or maybe, you know, it, maybe it's lost or maybe it's newly being discovered, but the idea of gold to mercury. Mm. And so, so gold lead is malleable. It's heavy. It's dense. And, and lead like will get like, it'll get like rusty, it'll like oxidize. Gold's malleable, but it won't oxidize. So it's like you can, you make something out of it that's meant to last. And it's not solid. It's not going to break. It'll bend. You can still form it, but it's going to take more effort to form it, more heat, more time than it's going to take to form something with lead. And then to transform then, so gold, lead's dense, gold's dense, but then mercury is fluid like mercury is a fluid mirror Mm. but most people don't know i i live in nevada city california so this is like right near where the gold rush started like it's very like there's a lot of gold in the mountains Mm. so i just kind of have like education just innately from being here around like you know the alchemy of extracting gold so mercury and gold form an amalgam which essentially like it binds to mercury 
and then you have to like boil the mercury off and the gold is there. Mm. So that's what they used to use mercury to pull the gold out of rocks because they cover it and like put the rocks in with mercury and mercury will like literally flow around and like go between the rocks and shit and like gather the gold huh. and they like pour the mercury off and boil it and they got all the gold. Huh. So it's, it's in that same kind of phase in, in the alchemical symbolism. So then if you, and so gold is like that physical energetic field right? Like the golden egg you're talking about. It's like an energetic field that's solid and it's still reflective, mm. but it, it doesn't like bend at will. Like lead is like flexible. It's just like not precious, right? But gold is solid. It's precious. It's, it can be polished to a mirror shine, like mm. all these things. But that's like the phase of like really being like yourself. Like, okay, I got this. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be bent out of shape by somebody who doesn't like me or you know it's like you start mm. to take your traumas and the lead and all the heavy shit and you build it and you like form it and you transmute it and now it turns to gold and now you got this golden person this golden being that you've become but then mm. the next phase of mercury is that transition to another level where the gold still exists like that's the thing is mercury and gold form an amalgam so it's like you're just adding on this other level where mercury is communication mercury is like mm. this external thing so you can transmute the gold into mercury and start communicating and becoming that fluid mirror to the world mm. being able to go in and extract and bring other people's gold to the surface yeah and that's what i was thinking i was like is yeah. this is this where this is going like being being yeah. mercury that's like that's being the being the fluid in the light but not your physical being but like your words and your expression and your energy that's emanating out mm. is this fluid like mirror like liquid metallic metal mm. you know that like can go in and like go in and find the gold and like help people bring the gold to the surface but the mercury you're not putting any energy in that it's just doing it of its own mm. accord and within you're like you're the you're you know you're your gold like sitting there and and the mercury is like what's coming off in the communication and the energy that you're exerting into the world. Wow. So that's kind of the level I think that, you know, I think we're all at that level at this moment mm -hmm. is, you know, we're still doing the work internally and we're still doing it, but the communication aspect is starting to grow. And yes. so that communication is going to be able to get into all the cracks and start to extract the gold and bring it to the surface so that people can start to communicate it themselves. Oh, damn, I'm, that's I'm still, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so I'm still trying to hone in on the communication aspect, like how, you know, because that's been a challenge for me, like I said, like at the beginning, like being on the Ashbury spectrum, like I get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard for me to communicate my thoughts and my feelings and my emotions into words because they're, they're very complex, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And so dedicating a lot of time and energy right now to figuring out how do I communicate I've got, I've dedicated a lot of energy in my life how to visually communicate, yeah, you know, yeah. like through art, but then how can I combine the two things so that I can also vocalize and communicate with words what, you know, the meaning of the art or the meaning of my life experience because yeah. it is multidimensional. And all that you have to share, there's so much, <laughs> so much yeah. I mean, the it's world like, that people could benefit from. I definitely believe that. Yeah. So it's, that's the, that's kind of the phase I'm in now. And I think that that led to gold is really about that, you know, physicality, like getting your body and your, your, your mind clear mm. and stable like gold mm. where it's, mm. you, know, you can still reflect, but it's not, yeah, you're not taking on, mm -hmm. you're not taking on things from other people. It's not clouded. Yeah. It's just you. <laughs> Yeah. Being. Mm. Yeah. And it doesn't Damn, that's beautiful. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I mean that. that's where we're at, you know? Mm. And I okay. think that I think that that I think that's what collectively is being called forth right now is to really get get our minds right and our bodies right and get rid of the inflammation. Mm. And even like mind inflammation. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Like we all know innately what's right, what is right and what is wrong, mm. you know? And like that, there's so many different things that go on in the world. Like we don't even need to get into them because mm. there's so many of them, but the hour podcast. There's, like, 
yeah, there's like right and wrong. There's empowered and there's things that are meant to empower and there's things that are meant to disempower. And some people are confused and some people are lost and like all of these different emotions that they're feeling and they can't clarify because they've never done the trauma work. They've never brought mm-hmm. that stuff up to be transmuted. They're just running on the programs that have been instilled in them from powerful entities that are bigger than they are psychically. Mm-hmm. And they've never learned to push, to know even themselves. They've never even known themselves. They only yeah. know what they've been told they are. Where do they begin and where does where do yeah. they end? Where does everyone else, like how does it all interact? And you can't just, you can't just, you know, hammer it home and like beat it out of them you can't you can't yell at somebody for them to know themselves it's not going to work yeah so the communication and sharing the stories and being authentically in your gold (laughs) golden light and well asking questions i think is is the 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 key you know me and alex have uh soma and that's the, the technique that we've developed for for healing and trauma integration and it you know the people that have taken the course they're literally like wait this seems so simple, but it's so complicated and hard. And it's literally about the self-doubt stuff. Like when you're doing it with somebody and you're holding space for somebody, you have to really clear yourself of the doubt and the projections and like really be present with their experience. Mm. And, and all you're doing is asking questions. You're just asking questions and, and being there with them. Mm. And so it's very delicate and it's very like, it is about that communicate. It's all about communication, but it's not about pushing Mm-hmm. It's about extracting, like we were talking about, about like mercury pulling mm-hmm. the gold out of the cracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You couldn't, you, if mercury was solid, hard thing, you couldn't just beat the rock with the mercury and get the gold out. Yeah. Right. It has to just like Fluid. be allowed to flow into the crack and pull it out. And so the only way communication wise you can do that is to ask questions and be present with the answer. Mm. And extract it with light. That's what's so beautiful about the work you're doing and what is just rising more and more it's not extracting information from a place of like yeah neediness or shame or guilt or any of that it's yeah. just yeah i mean you know the light and dark conversation is a long one too but you're extracting information in in order to empower mm-hmm. you're not extracting information in order to gain power over them yeah yeah very fine line and so it's all internal that you have to you know, and people mm-hmm. feel it. People yeah. know innately if you're extracting information to try and have power over them or extracting information to reflect back to them. Mm-hmm. It's felt, and that you just touched on it a little bit, but that was one of a, uh, your teachings to me that really opened my mind when we were sitting in my place and you were talking about shadows and the way that you spoke about shadows and the shadow realm and the the darkness was a was a way that I never really heard of it spoken of. Um, if there's any like tidbits from that, I know it's long. Basically, your your invitation was to go into the shadows, go into the darkness, and treat them as an a being, an entity that has like a lot of love to teach me something, and that they want to work and they want to be seen and heard and felt. Um, the way that you described it was, was different to me as like, okay, I'm working with my guides I'm working with my spirit guides up here, you know, um, channeling this light frequency, whatever, but, oh, there's this frequency down here that also has a similar, um, connection point that I just have never made. Yeah. Like the, the, the idea of the, the shadow realms or the underworld and the ended realms and light. Um, yeah. So I, I remember touching on that, um, because we were talking about hape, mm-hmm. right. Using yeah. hape. So I think what I, what I've personally discovered is like what we were talking about earlier, the, the different modalities in order to access divinity that have developed over time. Some people have hijacked those mm-hmm. because they're innate to existence, wanting to have connection to the divine, the creative force. Mm-hmm. This the the create the creation of the illusion of separation. Mm-hmm. The like what we were talking about earlier, even too, is like what you're saying about how do you access that or how do you like I don't access it. <laughs> there's no there's no accessing it. There's no door to be opened or lock to unlock or word to say or 
all of that's the illusion mm. in creative separation. <laughs> like we all are in it 110% all the time. Nothing else exists. Mm. Like nothing, nothing that you experience is separate from it. Whenever I interact with something, and this has helped me a lot. This has helped me a lot in my life. Uh, whenever I interact with something that it, I'm told is evil, dark versus light, mm -hmm. that's all bullshit. Mm. It's bullshit. And I, I had a really cool discussion with PJ about this, actually, because mm -hmm. he comes from a religious background. Yeah. And the, the modalities to access the divine, there's so many of them that are available. I mean, you know, infinite different ways that are taught. And then there's ones that this is, this is tricky to like word it. So we don't break the, break the podcast again. <laughs> there there's ones that attempt to, and succeed in most respects to, to insert an intermediary mm -hmm. between the practitioner and the and their own divinity, which is mm -hmm. all divinity. And any modality that inserts an intermediary mm -hmm. is essentially giving the being training wheels mm -hmm. and giving them an excuse to not take responsibility mm -hmm. for their actions, their emotions, like their impact on reality itself. Yeah. And so it, it's easy. You know, it's easy when you have something that mm. if you mess up or you cause harm or you attempt to disempower something and then it backfires, you can say, I didn't know. Mm. I didn't know. Oops. And, and then you can apologize. Yeah. You can apologize to your intermediary and the intermediary will clear the slate for you. Yeah. But when you realize and decide and understand that the mediary isn't real. Mm. When you take responsibility and you realize that you are divinity, as is everyone else and everything else, then you have to take full responsibility for yourself mm. and your creations and your mm. actions and your words and your impact. And that's where that, that empower versus take power so yeah, any, any, like I said, any modality that's meant to guide people towards connection with the divinity that inserts an intermediary is attempting to disempower that being and take their power. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. a harvest point. Yeah. You can't take power from somebody who knows they're divine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't harvest their emotions and their intentions. And then once you break that, you realize that all of the imposed, you know, inserted and imposed beliefs are all bullshit. And some of them we choose to follow, mm -hmm. but we're still choosing. Yeah. Just, you know, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't, like, if you are, if you have access to the divine, like you don't need the you don't need the same rules that you would need if you if you're got if you're stuck in the intermediary paradigm. Mm -hmm. If you've made the conscious choice to be in service of empowerment rather than service of gaining power, in service of holding space to heal rather than holding space to cause harm. Mm -hmm. Like it's things get pretty clear. Yeah. But good and evil disappears. Because you start to realize that like, yeah, if somebody chooses to try and take power, they're not evil. That's just their choice. Divinity doesn't actually care. The divine itself is, is that doesn't even matter to it. Good and evil don't exist in true, like all source divinity. It doesn't exist. There's no, you know. There's no separation. Yeah, because it's like, the light and the dark and the thing. It's like, it's all bullshit. It's all, it's all one thing and it doesn't exist without the other. So there's no, 
at that level, it's not a concentric hierarchy of like, oh, well, good is more powerful than evil. Like there's not, that doesn't even exist. Good and evil aren't a thing, <laughs> right? It's not that they're the same. It's not that like, oh, I don't think that people that do bad things aren't evil. It just, it, it doesn't exist on that conceptual yeah. spirit. And then there's, you know, when you get back down to the physical level, yeah, there's archetypical evil which is like serial killers and sociopaths and that's archetypical evil. Mm -hmm. And that, that belief structure and that, that idea is necessary because it creates a symbol mm -hmm. that can be translated. So people avoid things that can cause them harm. Right. Yeah. That's not, it's not about, you know, like there's people that are extremely traumatized and they're doing fucked up shit. Mm -hmm. you know narcissists or you know psychopaths don't get that way by choice yeah they get that way because of other things that have been done to them mm -hmm. other paradigm and belief you know structures that have been imposed on them warps their view of creation and reality itself and so they're confused and they're lost yeah and so then they're able to do things that they think are what they need to do. Mm -hmm. Even though that, I mean, that's when you start to view it from that point, you realize like how, how sad is it that somebody's reality can get so twisted up? Yeah. Your spirit can get so confused and lost in this like soup of confusion mm -hmm. that they'll do that much harm to somebody. Mm. Like make that choice. Do you, you know? believe in um, karma? Like that concept? I think, I think that's, I mean, that's what we're talking about, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think karma, again, and karma is a form of an intermediary between you and the divine. Mm. I don't mm -hmm. need to, I don't need to have a consequence. Like, oh, if I do bad, then I'll have to deal with it later in rebirth or something. Mm -hmm. Like just, it doesn't feel good right now in this moment to do bad mm. or, you know, to clarify, to do harm or to take power from somebody else to disempower them doesn't feel good mm. not in the next life not next week mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good right now yeah it takes you out of the present that's interesting yeah it just doesn't feel good right now so don't why would i do it it's mm -hmm. not about is it light is it dark is it good is it evil am i going to get consequences when i you know if yeah. i or whatever no it doesn't that doesn't it's all bullshit uh, that's really interesting that's the same example you were kind of using earlier yeah like you can go and get your slate wiped clean you can just go and deal with it in the next life you know like yeah. oh there's yeah or you can deal with it right fucking now mm -hmm. and take responsibility for the fact that you're causing harm right fucking now yeah and stop mm. but that's like you know even speaking that like vibrationally it's a lot yeah like it's a lot to think like, oh, I could be causing harm. And nobody, like, nobody actually cares. Like on a divine level. Mm. But then it's like this flip side thing where actually do, do does divinity here? Because I feel something. Mm. Like I feel, I feel not uh, joyous or something. I don't, I don't really know how to put my finger on it, but it doesn't feel good to cause harm. Yeah. Out of Bottom alignment. Line. Yeah. But it's not actually out of alignment. I just don't prefer it. Mm. I don't want to, cause it doesn't feel good to me. But mm. if my reality was so twisted up and turned inside out that I was a psychopath yeah, and it felt good for me to cause harm. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like a clear, it's a clarification and like an unwinding of, of belief structures or of traumas or, you know, and tra all traumas do is create belief, belief systems deep inside our mind that we're playing out. But yeah, like removing that intermediary is a, is a hard process and it, it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of fear there. There's a lot of sadness. Like you have to take responsibility for the things you've done. Mm -hmm. And the ways that you're affected, you know, all in all directions. <laughs> and that's what's, that's, what's being called for. And I feel like, and that's, what's, that's yeah. what's needed. Polishing, like polishing the lens. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Mm. So we can be in the Mercury. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the, you know, when we're talking about light and dark, when we were talking about going into that realm, a lot of people want to take, you know, plant medicines and things to go up. Yeah. And be more connected to the ascended realms because going down is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But if you can strip away the idea that there that up is good and down is bad mm-hmm. or a really big one that I face a lot is light is like white is good and black is bad or light is good and dark is bad. Like our paradigm is really built on that and it, and it facilitates a lot of racism mm-hmm. um, that's super embedded in, in belief structures, but that's a whole other, another two or five <laughs> podcast, but so yeah, giving more value to happiness than sadness or clarity than confusion. Mm. That's disempowering. It's disempowering yourself and your own experience. Mm. So then getting to know these things, like getting to know sadness by sitting with it mm. and learning from it as and an learning ally. what it has to teach. Yeah, because it is an ally. Mm-hmm. Like confusion, that's an ally. And if you're going to an environment and you, you, you are familiar with confusion and you're moving throughout your day and then you step into an environment and all of a sudden you feel confusion creeping in, you can start to identify the inputs that are causing confusion. Be like, whoa, like this, maybe that person works with confusion magic. <laughs> you know, maybe that's their gift and they're using it because you can use confusion for good too. Mm. You know, I mean, that's, that's, you know, you use that in thetasoma sometimes you ask questions, you ask them in a different way, you repeat words you, and it causes this fog, but it's a clarifying energy. Uh-huh. Confusion is not evil, yeah. but it can be used for disempowering people. Hmm. Sadness isn't evil. Evil doesn't exist. Sadness is just a thing. And if somebody chooses to use it to disempower, hmm then that's, that's their own thing. Yeah. But if you don't know and you haven't sat with it and you don't know it, you're susceptible to its power. Mm. <laughs> but if you know sadness and you sat with it and somebody comes with their little bit of it and they're like throwing it at you and it's like, the fuck? <laughs> oh, gross. That's you're, trying, the shoulders. you're trying to use that to disempower me? That's all goopy. Get that fucking sadness out of here. <laughs> you know? It's like not divine sadness. Like, yeah. at the loss of a grandparent or something mm. that's divine sadness that empowers you yeah to sit with that sadness fully and like becoming grief mm. you know and letting the grief flow rather than letting it become depression like sitting with that is going to expand your awareness and expand your potential mm. rather than somebody who just hurts you to cause you to shrink yeah Oh, wow. I love, I love how you're speaking about all the emotions and all of the experiences of life as like little characters with their magic. And there's just different, different teachers that have this magic. I mean, I'm talking, I'm, I mean, there's that, but I'm also talking about like individuals. Yeah. Yeah. As well. That are, that are, that are familiarized with it and are using it for their own ends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I guess like thinking of uh, confusion as a little like potion or something in someone's like magic bag that they can throw at you. It's, it just completely changes the entire reality on its head. It's like, Oh, you just sprinkled me with some confusion dust. Like, okay. Yeah. I mean like, yeah. When you get to know them, you can use them for good Mm. or evil or whatever you want for your own empowerment. But if you, if you've made the choice in your relation to your own divinity that you want to empower people, then you use them in that way. Mm-hmm. And there's no question. That's what you're doing. Yeah. You know? Oh, oh man. Like, like I want to, I mean, we're getting, how long have we been doing this? Yeah. We should probably, probably end it out, but infinite, yeah. you have infinite invites on the I podcast. Wanna, I want to share you like, let's close with like this little, like a little fun exercise. Okay. Perfect. So like, I mean, obviously it's a little contrived, so it's, it's, you're going to, we're going to have to be really present to be able to feel it, mm-hmm. but tell me something about like what you're feeling in your life right now. Like something that's coming up. 
and it doesn't have to be like super personal, but you know, it's a little person, if it's like a little bit like on the emotional realm and like what you're experiencing, you know, like put details into it, mm-hmm. but just kind of like describe the experience mm. and then look at, look at me when you're doing it. Okay. <laughs> so. um, okay. Detachment to old stories and uh, past senses of self. The what? Mm. what? What did you say? <laughs> detachment detachment mm-hmm. from what what are you talking about from self i guess mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying <laughs> like you feel the discomfort that's coming up in your body and my right? heart is like ow <laughs> yeah and we're just we're playing yeah but did you notice what happened you knew that we were going to be doing it and you still were affected by it yeah and it still was causing you to be like, am I making sense? Does yeah. It, what, am I wrong? Yeah. Is my experience wrong? Is it right? What's wrong? Uh, 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 and you like get smaller. Yeah. And I was like backing away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I was intent, I was literally using that to cause confusion. Yeah. It was sowing confusion and doubt. Mm. <laughs> and even when you were aware that I told you that we were going to do it, you still were affected by it. it was so imagine, so imagine what you, it was would be like if you didn't know that we were playing that game. Yeah. That somebody was using it in order to gain power over you. Oof. Yeah. And that fuck. 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 Uh, yeah. And that's what, that's the thing is like that your response was so powerful mm. with full awareness in your conscious mind mm-hmm. that we were gonna do it. Yeah. Like really like, you know, like viscerally, like your nervous system was like, fuck (laughs) your, your consciousness, like your subconscious and your nervous system forgot that we had even talked about that. It was literally like, wait, is he serious? Is he, wait, he's serious. He's serious. What's going on? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Your mind's like, your mind's like, no, no, we're doing this on purpose. It's a game. And you're like, no, it's not. This isn't a game. I I don't like this game. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. That was powerful. And for those listening, couldn't see like he, his facial expressions and just his energy. And like, it it was so convincing, even though I knew that we were playing this game, my, my body was like, fuck, no, let's stop immediately. Like, this is not, no, (laughs) not safe, not safe. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's like, I mean, that's what I've been, I've been formulating. That's the more I want to be teaching and sharing is that because, Mm. you know, especially for women, like the world is out to disempower them in such a profound way, Mm. Um, you know, with what's happening currently and like what's happened, you know, recently, Mm. like all these things, it's like, they're not, they're not true. Yeah. It's not truth. It's not divine truth, Mm -hmm. but it's thoroughly convincing. And if I can convince you that your feelings and thoughts aren't real and are wrong or confused or whatever caused you to doubt them mm-hmm. when you knew consciously that I was going to do something yeah, and that we were playing a game and you felt it that strong, imagine what happens when you think you're listening to somebody who is supposed to be an authority. Yeah. Like imagine if you were asking me to tell you what was right and what was wrong and I was doing that to you. Yeah. Ugh. And how quickly you would shrink to the size of a fucking grain of sand yeah. and get picked up and dropped in the potion bottle. Oof. Right? Yeah, and that's Yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah. And that's that's the that's the practice that's the practices like on a deeper level. Like how do you how do you spiritually defend against that? How can you sit in the midst of somebody looking at you like you're fucking crazy and you're making no sense? And giggle on the inside and know that you're making sense. Mm, Even if it's 10 people or 20 people or Mm. a thousand people looking at you like you're not making sense. Are you grounded and rooted enough in what truth feels like that you can look at them and not be affected? Wow. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Amazing. God, that's such a great place to end it. Ah, yeah. for everyone listening that wants to learn from you, learn, learn, um, theta soma or participate in that, like where, where should they head? 
Yeah, um, paytosoma.com is the website uh, where me and Alex, you know, I think our next, uh, we just moved it. Our next training is in October. Uh, We only take seven people at a time because we want the, we want the containers to be pretty intimate and small. Uh, we're not currently doing, I don't have my podcast up and running yet. I'm still working on getting the cameras. Cause I like what we just did, like that exercise, I feel like it's really important that people can see. Yeah. Um, so I'm still working on that. Uh, yeah, but that website links to, I do, um, one-on-one mentorships, mm-hmm. um, which actually, as we experienced with the internet glitch, um, it, you know, we can exchange a lot more information about these things on a deeper level mm-hmm. and access a little bit more and talk with a little bit less uh, vagueness. Yeah. Uh, what we're actually referring to. Uh, uh, go on signal or something. Vague. Yeah. And it, it's, like, it's good. I mean, it's good to keep consciously vague mm. when you're, when you're building something that goes out into the world in the way that a podcast does. Um, but yeah, so within the Theta Soma trainings, um, that's more geared towards like therapists and, and space holders. And then like one-on-one mentorship is more uh, just talking about magic and applying it to the individual and just helping them to essentially build that that golden egg and mm. connect to their own divinity so then they can share that magic with the world. Yeah. Uh, and if they're ever around, you also do tattoos. Yes. And I'm a tattoo artist. Don't forget. <laughs> thank you for reminding me. Um, I own a tattoo shop in Nevada City. Uh, it's called Ancestral Alchemy. Mm. And the website is ancestralalchemytattoo.com. Uh, so you can go there and, and that connects to the Instagrams and um, you can, you know, schedule an appointment or a consult on there. And uh, my Instagram is at Asirios Arts, A-S-I-R-I-O-S-A-R-T-S. Mm, so yeah, he has so many beautiful photos of the tattoos. Like they're so powerful. They're ceremonial yeah yeah and that that all that stuff we talked about like all the magic that's really what the shop is about and that's the vibe we're cultivating and that's my process is to really dive deep into each person's personal magic and and find the symbols and the the orientations that are going to draw out their power and empower them to do their work in the world so that's why it's called ancestral alchemy god damn so amazing yeah connecting (laughs) you to the past present and the future boom Oh, thank you so much for coming on. This was such a treat. I'm going to listen back to this like over and over. So much wisdom. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, we should do another one soon. As soon as I get the the other cameras set up, well, I mean, yeah, soon. We'll do do one. Absolutely. Then I got to launch. Sometime I'll have to come visit too. We can totally. Yeah, Yeah. it's pretty magic here too. Shasta's, you know, Shasta's, (laughs) the mountain's bigger, but. (laughs) <laughs> You're like, but <laughs> I like my temple. Nevacity has more gold in the ground. Oh, we love that. Yay, Sweet. thank you so much. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye.